Hello everyone and welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly after the Tankwood Stakes meeting at Rose Hill. Uh, we're six days away from day one of the championships. It was Sir Dragon A taking the Tancred and Hungry Heart taking the Viner in our two group ones yesterday. Ronnie Duffersey and Lizzie Jules were with me at Rose Hill Gardens. Yeah, another good day. Um, bias related, I must say, you know, we, we, which is probably a pattern with the Rose Hill six metre rail. Did, I know we have our templates there now. We have, you know, we're normal, we're two, we're four, we're six, and we start again, bang, 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 bang. In the old days, you know, you didn't know where the rail for the Melbourne Cup was going to be till after the, after the last on the Saturday. And we had had that unusual situation this year where we missed that week and mm -hmm. Rosie had a week off. And we've got another unusual situation. We're not ra racing again till May 15. I, I reckon there's a case, I know it could be sour grapes and after the ball and all that sort of stuff. I'll, I'll live with that. But I could make a case that maybe that track should have gone back to normal. Um, we had a lot of emergencies on a feature day, one of the top four meetings of the year, Rose Hill. We're getting good horses left out of the ballot and we end up with a, an inside bias. Anyway, that's enough I'm going to so say. They could have gone into the, into the, back into the true? Well, I thought it, we could have, they could have talked about it and said, look, we had that extra week off, we haven't gone week, 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 and here we are six, we've got these big nominations, mm -hmm. 13 runners, and we've got 20 acceptors and some nice horses missing out on a run. It couldn't have been any worse than a six metre rail. No, and yeah, look, it's, it's easy to say now after we've gone through the replays and gone through the day, but. But it was the talk of the track yesterday. Oh, it was definitely, mm. everyone. You know, it's not just the punters, mm. it's jockeys, trainers and everyone, but that happens in racing. It's an outdoor sport. Mm. Uh, you know, we've seen it a few times um, at Mooney Valley recently, but we live with it and we move on, but uh, just food for thought. Mm. What did you think of the day? I thought it was a good day. Um, I agree with Ronnie. There's, you know, there was some conjecture about the track, and there always seems to be, especially when we we, we ha It was great to be on a good a good four, but the problem was, obviously, that six meter rail. It really helps those horses that are up on speed. It just really, if there's not enough tempo in the races, you can't overcome those horses that are getting a lovely cushy run up on the speed. So, yes, there is some merit in that. It was a bit unfortunate that the day worked out that way. But I think all in all, it was a, a really solid, good day of racing. There's a couple of races where um, I'm ignoring the form, and then there's a couple of races where I'm really looking towards the future in the next few weeks. All right. Uh, so the Golden Slipper meeting and Tankwood Stakes Day, it all leads into day one of the championships. So we're going to be talking a lot about these races coming up on day one and day two, the Doncaster, the TJ, the Derby, the Sires and the Country Championships final. We finally get there. The barrier draw for the Doncaster and the Australian Derby on Tuesday at 9.30, broadcast live on Sky Thoroughbred Central and then all eyes on that that top race there, the Long Jeans, Queen Elizabeth Stakes, 2,000 metres, $4 million, day two. 
That's the big one. Very exciting. That's the big one. Yeah, it gives me a bit of goosebumps thinking mm. about it after what we saw, you know, the entree for it the other day in yep. the Ranved, and then obviously we'll talk about uh, the Tancred yesterday as well. So exciting times and weather, weather watches on from now, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Bit of rain Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it'll soften it up a bit. Um, I just always love the Doncaster Mile. It's one of my favourite races of the year and uh, uh, we can't end the derby. We get a, an interesting derby, and, and the Oaks looks good this year. Yes, so it's not all about one race. Well, this horse, Sir Dragon A, who won the Tancred yesterday, is going to that Queen Elizabeth to take, to take on a Dave and very elegant. And uh, Bossy gets his 90th career Group One victory, and Kieran Ma his 17th, and seven with. David Eustace. Yeah, look, we're a little bit worried about him in his couple of runs back from a spell, but he, geez, he's, he, he just had that beautiful trouble-free uh, run from Barrier 1, which I think won a, few, a fair few races yesterday. And he was, well, he's, he just his class shone through there the last little bit, didn't he? Uh, he was terrific. What about this mare? She's ideal. Well, she's come a long way in a short time without really winning uh, to, to run second in a Tancred um, for a, a mare with her rating, which will which will really go through the roof now. And to think that she drops to 50 kilos from 57 at weight for age to 50 kilos in a Sydney Cup, we should take note. Along with Ma, a Miami Bound, who's got 51 and a half in a Sydney Cup, and um, you know if a bit of rain comes on the day there, that she below. Uh, proved that that last run was not her. Spirit Ridge was good as far as the Sydney Cup point of view is yeah, concerned. He's got a bit of improvement still to come as well. I, I was really keen on him yesterday, mm. thinking that, well, before the meeting, thinking that he was going to sort of strip fitter. But I st just walking around, I, I remember speaking to the connections. I said, I think he's just half a run short. So he's mm. going to be cherry ripe for the Sydney Cup. Yeah, so well, what are we saying about these, you know, these lightweight Sydney Cup apps? There's some, you know, this is the race we'd probably want to identify as your, your good Sydney Cup lead up. And I thought Southern France went okay there as well. But the weight horses are definitely the, the Spirit Ridge, the She's Ideals, the Miami Bounds. Um, you see that uh, Nicker Jack Cave didn't have a lot of room in the straight there as well. So how do you assess condition-wise? Who's, who's, is it a horse like Spirit Ridge who was only second up and there's more to come? He does have more to come, but then that's sort of counter counteracted by the lightweight chances who are, who are cherry ripe. She's ideal. Ran excellent yesterday. Just tells me the race before she should have won with a leg in the air. She's a great chance going into a Sydney Cup coming down in weight, and so is Miami Bound. But out of... The, I think the horse that's going or looks the best is probably Realm of Flowers in that lightweight Sydney Cup chance. Mm. So looking at that race, I do think it's obviously a good solid form reference for it, but there are still others around that have, I think, better credentials. For sure. She's favourite for the uh, Sydney Cup Realm of Flowers. We'll get to her in a moment. Let's go and hear from Kieran Maher and Glenn Boss. Good to get him back to, back to his best form. Uh, he put the writing on the wall last week. I suppose the backup was the only little query, but... Uh, no, he was super. Glenn, Glenn obviously rode him very confidently and uh, he had him relaxed. And you can see in the yard today, you know, he, he relaxed well in the yard. He was a little bit fresh last week and, and uh, he was pretty right. So just like to thank the team up here. They've done a great job with him, Jack, Jack Bruce and, um, and everyone, you know, that's, he's, he's taken a fair bit of work. He's been at our beach facility. He's been everywhere, really. So um, great to get him back into form and... Uh, He'll probably head on now to the Queen Elizabeth. First of all, I'd like to thank Kieran, you know, Kieran Mara, and obviously Dave, but Kieran's been up here looking after his horse, and we just trusted the process, you know. I went out and galloped him on Thursday, and um, I said to Kieran, I'll look for any way to scratch his horse, but I can't find a way. Um, I believe that he come on from his last run. I, I think I, I, I said it in the press that I, he, he raced a bit fresh. Um, and you, you've got to work out, these horses are never out of work when they're in Europe, they're always in work, so they don't get the chance to get fresh, and he's got fresh here and got a little bit above himself, so obviously he's rated plummeted because he wasn't winning, but we just trusted the process and completely blocked all that noise that was, that was going around us saying that he was not this and not that, and we just concentrated on the job on hand, and um, he's got here today on a, on, a good, on a good deck over a mile and a half, and he's give them an absolute spanking. He joins an incredible list of horses who won the Cox Plate Tancred Double. Mm. The champions. Yeah. Champions. Uh, this is a very big hurdle he's got to jump next time. He's going to the Queen Elizabeth and we've got a Dave and Very. Now they've joined together in the market. They're $3 each of two and that's how it should be. Mm. What happens if Mugger 2 bolts the Doncaster in? What happens with that market? Well, 
quick. He's still yeah, third. He's, he's still third pick, isn't he? Yeah, definitely backing up. If I mean, he still well, they they turn into three fifty chances, and he comes in a lot. He's, he can't be favourite no matter how he wins the Doncaster, surely. No, I, I'm, yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. But he's come up well. Yeah, he's come up well. We'll see. A Dave to turn the tables or but track very elegant. Track conditions are vital. Yeah. Track conditions. Because we're still we're still that two weeks away. Whatever we get this we Saturday, are, if there's a little bit of rain, I wonder it could if they might up. tinker with some gear though. I'm thinking maybe set of blinkers for him. Like he's so lazy. You'd love to just see a set of shades on him. I wonder older. if he's had them on before. No, I don't think he has. I looked through his form. It's a dangerous race to practice. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, well, it is. A, it's not a practice. I'm sure they wouldn't back. Well, I couldn't see him pulling. Could you? No, but I've seen horses not going. Remember when they, when they put on winks that day? Was that it was the earmuffs. Muffs. That, was that, oh, that, that went well. Oh. <laughs> Nearly went. <laughs> End up all right. That was, yeah. that was a, she got out of yeah. it. <laughs> I'd only just started at Sky. I'm going to put this story on. I only just started at Sky. And you said to me um, that if Winks got beaten, I had to yes. interview Chris Waller. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> I, That's right. I remember watching every, that race thinking, oh, every, this every is time, my moment. Every time Winks went, and we can tell this story now, every time Winks went out, there was always that thing in the back of your mind, will the day Especially be the day? Then. And I said, and I kept saying to Lizzie, now listen, you know I've got to interview the winner. Oh. You're going to have to interview Walla Wench one day when she gets beaten. Yeah. Well, that's... You were ready for it, weren't you? I gave you a lot of, yeah. lot of time used... to think about it. It was sleepless nights before every time she <laughs> well, raced until That's what happens in apprenticeships. <laughs> You've got to do the dirty work. Until the end. Like... I knew in the back of my mind you'd never have to do it. Oh. I didn't. Here's Bjorn Baker with She's Ideal. She went super. Um, she had a tricky gait, so we had to sort of go back, and, and she really hit the line hard. It actually turned into a bit of a sprint home, which I wasn't sort of envisaging, so no, we're really happy. She'll go to the Sydney Cup. She'll drop a lot in weight, and she's obviously got to go there as a chance. All right, here's the Sydney Cup market. Realm of Flowers is the favourite. Uh, that's the Quinella out of the Manion Cup favourite and Realm of Flowers. And then we get to Miami Bound out of yesterday, She's Ideal, Spirit Ridge out of yesterday. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Um, it's an interesting one. There's a nice, some nice lead-ups and it looks a terrific betting race when, when it comes around. Mm. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, the Vinery Studs Stakes, the other group one on the program with Hungry Heart winning. Valuable filly, Hungry Heart, being by Frankel, and now she's a Group 1 winning daughter of Frankel. Another one of this amazing story of how Chris Waller has turned the Farlap Stakes into his own. He's won it six times. All six fillies either had won a Group 1 going into it or won a Group 1 coming out of it. And she's the sixth one of that this amazing group, which includes Winks. Yeah, she's a good filly, and uh, after tipping her eight times in a row, and jumping off when oh. she finally found a dry track. <laughs> it's just not a good feeling, but a good effort. She she did what no horse could do uh, on the day uh, off what I must say was an absolute brutal speed. So that could have flattered it to a certain extent, but she still did it. I thought this was close. I know she. we could all say, oh, she had the fence, she had the lead. I thought this was close to the run of the day. A harmony rose. It was enormous. Uh, look at the horses that settled around her early. Personal got beat nine lengths. Eliza Beale up on the speed got beat ten. Uh, Love Sensation was with her, got beat twelve lengths. And Miraval, all those horses there, those four horses, they got beat ten lengths and further. And she's the only survivor. These horses out the back, they've come home in this race 37-5 on a good track. Uh, now that has to tell you that they've gone out far too hard. Which, I, look, I, I back the uh, the grey and I've got no complaints about the ride, only because, you know, that's the way you had to ride the day. It's just that it was just so brutal. She had to be out on her feet and she was. Uh, but that, if she comes through that run, that'll toughen her up for the Oaks and she'll be very, very hard to beat. And that's not underselling the winner. She was very good. She, she proved she can run 2,000 metres right out and was very good. Impecunious is, is, is talented. Uh, just a little immature yet, and that other filly there, Princess Rainies, is she's she's raw, but she was okay considering how tough that race was for them. Hmm. 
Yeah, second horse was amazing. She considering. was. I echo everything that Ronnie said, and she is the filly that I'll be taking out of it. Even though Hungry Heart deserved that Group 1 victory, she overcome the biased of the day, but the speed that the second filly went, was it, she was never going to sustain that. And mm -hmm. it was just unfortunate, but looking forward to seeing her next start. Miraval had cardiac arrhythmia, so she had excuses, but the others were, there was nothing about them in the stewards' report. Talk about what it means for the Oaks after we hear from, firstly, Chris Waller. Yeah, it was a great win. It was a great race to watch. She was back and at least they ran along quick, so it gave the back markers their chance. But gee, uh, with 300 metres to run, I could see her making her run. But it was, it was starting to tell. There was a lot of ground to make up, but the last 100 metres she really fought hard and um, got there quite, quite well. You just don't panic and, and there's no reason to, to change things, whether it be leading into a race and we backed ourselves going for the far lap and thinking it might get some confidence back. And I just cannot explain how much it does for horses, jockeys, people, no matter what sport you're in or even just everyday life, what confidence does. And uh, I think that win last start was a big help. And to me today, that last 100 metres, she could have easily run second, but she really stuck her head out and tried her guts out. So, pretty brave filly. Can she run 2400? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I guess winning form, as I said, is good. Um, and most importantly, there's a bright future. And I guess, uh, I actually never give it much thought whether we'd be going there. I just wanted to tick that group one box, but uh, I guess serious consideration now. Obviously a bit more seasoned and, and stronger this time. And Chris and the team have been really happy with her. Um, put forward a nice win there last time in the far lap. And um, up to 2000, you know, we had to tick that box. And she's a slow beginner. I was, I was worried the whole way thinking, oh, I'm too far back, I'm too far back, given the way it's unfolding. but. Full credit to her, I sort of had to wheel out and make my own way into it, but that's exactly what she did. This amazing career of Chris Waller, he now goes to 121 Group 1 wins. And Karen McAvoy goes to 78. Incredible. This Oaks, we, Modophilia has to come through the derby first. That's right. Amarale Amaralina has to arrive in Australia first. Then we get to Harmony Rose, Hungry Heart, Impecunious, Princess Rainus, the Vinery form. Yeah. So um, it, it all depends on that, that top two in the market, what happens in the derby and what happens on the plane trip over, yeah, if she well, gets on the plane. Well, Montefilia has to come through the derby, which she's got a great hope. She's got a terrific hope and, and uh, she'll make the race if she turns up because she's just got a huge boom on her. And we, we were just saying how much, well, that's a, a real toughen up race yesterday for those two fillies and mm. we both like Harmony Rose out of that, so game on. Yes, and that'll be on uh, day two of the championships. Uh, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got a lot more to talk about. Uh, still seven races to look at at Rose Hill. Rightio, will this Tullock Stakes provide the fifth winner of the derby in a row? We've seen it happen. Murray Baker's done it a couple of times. Yaletown wins the Tullock yesterday. The most amazing thing is Gay Waterhouse has never won the Australian Derby. Is this the horse Yaletown to give it to her? I'm not going to say no. It's hard to, like I say, it's hard to gauge his form and it's hard to trust it. I feel like ripping it all up, but I don't think so. I think he's a, a really a lovely horse, work in progress, got good style about him. Um, he, he looks like he'll stay, typical on-pace stayer and a lot to like about him. Prompt Prodigy, well, he just railed up, railed up, railed up, and yeah, he went well. Um, young Werther and Cherry Tortoni, I want to be forgiving, considering circumstances on the day and where they come, um, especially Terry, Cherry Tortoni. Yeah, young Werther was very buzzed up before yeah. as well, so I think stepping up in distance, hopefully, with this run under his belt and so short in between runs, he'll get his back down, that will help him a lot. Well, he's your yard watch for the um, you know, for, for the, the derby, derby where you know, you'll see him parade and you'll say, wow, this is a different horse today, yeah. or, or that's just him. Yeah. I, I think the give up for the bias really was, uh, look at Zach's speed, a thousand to one up the inside there making ground. So that scares me with the form. Mm. Oh, what, yeah. what's he doing there? You're second guessing this form as of yesterday, especially the times they were running home, the bias that was up, you know, up on, I expected him to sprint home a bit quicker 
if he'd sprinted home a bit quicker, I would have, mm. I would be confident that he could, you know, continue on. But that it just makes me a little bit suspect. So you've got to, you've got to tack on for those horses out wide. You've got to really tack, tack on, on a lot, and, yeah. and don't get too excited about these things that are charging mm. up the fence. Mm which is hard not to you know you, you can be proven wrong and they and we will be but I, I wouldn't be a hundred percent confident in any of the form well the last four winners have come out of the derby have come out of this talic stage yes. so yep we'll stand by uh let's uh hear from uh adrian bott and tim clark he's a lovely horse lovely lovely tough horse just keeps on giving as you saw today i think there's still a bit more there uh it was just great to see him respond when he's under pressure i'm sure he'll continue to do that over a bit further and have you been really looking forward to getting him to that mile and a half? Yeah, look, that's what we, we th really thought he'd excel stretching out and trip today. So it's good to see him uh, tick that off. As I said, everything we've seen from him at home and in his, in his career today gave us the indication that he's wood. Um, Tim was able to give him a lovely ride. Uh, he just got into a nice rhythm. Nice even tempo, which again, which, which suit is he's probably not the most brilliant in terms of his turn of foot, but he'll, he'll, he'll keep giving for you all day. He's always shown a nice bit of ability. First time he's been out over an extended trip and he really enjoyed that. So he's... Uh, progressing the right way. He's a horse that has done a lot, come a long way in one preparation and even just in this latest one. Yeah, that's right. He um, just found the other day at the 1500, the, the tempo they went, they just had him. He, he never got a chance to get into any rhythm whatsoever. Stepping out to 2000 a day, um, it looked as though he was going to be able to do his own thing in front and put the blinkers off and he relaxed lovely and conserved every bit of energy he could and he was, uh, he was too strong for him late. Uh, here's the derby. Now the filly is the equal favourite, Montefilia. Talked about her with the Oaks. She's got to come through this first. She's going to the derby, Skylab. Then you've got the Kiwi Rocket Spade. And uh, then you've got horses that went around yesterday. Lions are all sitting at home waiting. Yeah, well, you know, I'm enamoured with uh, Skylab, but she might just bolt this in the filly. Um, just look, just trying to line a few things up from yesterday. She, um, she went well the other day, much improved run, and she's got upside, so... I'm very scared of the favourite. Uh, let's hear from, uh, out of yesterday, Ed Cummings with Prompt Prodigy, Danny O'Brien with Young Werther, John Sargent with Favreau, and also John O'Shea talking about Lions Raw. Here's Ed Cummings. The horse has done a really good job today, and uh, we were nervously excited uh, to see how we go, expecting a, a bold run, and we got, we got that, so I think the, the nerves will be a little bit more settled for next week, but... It's a derby, so, you know, there's, there's always some nerves involved. Yeah, look, we were very pleased. He, he was here to get a bit of experience going right-handed and, and have that last hit out before the derby. And just got a bit further back than you would have liked probably on today's program and, and had to make a, a wide run from a way out. But uh, he stayed on super across the line and, you know, he'll, he'll really improve from that until next weekend. Yeah, it was a nice grinding run. I think uh, three weeks between runs, that'll top him off and... Uh, Bit of rain next week, uh, you know, it'll be a staying test and he should run well. There's plenty of horses who look like similar ability. One could just bob up and win that race. It could be one of those derbies. Who gets the 2-4? So Tommy Berry goes back on and uh, no, he'll get through this run and uh, take him to the beach tomorrow. He should be right. Just waiting on the ground to see what that's like. But um, I think if we got, you know, slow ground, we'd be happy to run and, and uh, get a, a good week into him. Between now and Saturday, we look forward to it. They won the Randwick Guineas and had trouble getting a clear run when it was fourth in the Rose Hill Guineas. Yeah, look, I, I, I think um, he's a horse that likes to build momentum into his races, and if he uh, he's probably better suited at Randwick, you know. So um, if he can draw a gate that where he gets a bit of room late on Saturday, uh, I'm sure he'll give a good account of himself. Right, let's go to the group to Emancipation Stakes. And uh, this was one of the, the great tussles down the straight. Uh, another grey for Mark Newnham, mm -hmm. trying to, to lead all the way. Nimalee, too good. Yeah, she, she's just a really good man, Nimalee. You know, you look at the record she's got now. 12 starts, 6 wins, you know, four or, five, four, 4 or 5 placings there. And wet or dry, no matter what you throw at her. She was 6 weeks between runs there, here, which is a, a feather in a cap as well. And, and, and Maddie Smith as well, because she, I know she had the beautiful run in transit. But I reckon she's out on her feet here, just running out of condition. But... Uh, she just had to withstand too much pressure there, uh, graceful glamour, and she was very gallant in defeat, I must say. Tough Quite, to get past, isn't she? She is very hard. You've got to get past it quick, otherwise you, you're in trouble, that's for sure. But the, but one, the one person who might know better than anyone how to get past her, or have a chance of getting past her, 
is Rachel King. Exactly. And then she would have been known exactly where she wanted to be on that great And when to back. go and well, when to... There was a bit of chat after the race. Was Mark it? was just pointing at her. <laughs> <laughs> and she was saying, sorry. Naughty girl. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she was already booked to ride Nimalee. And um, they hadn't booked her to ride Graceful Glamour, who she's got a great association with. But she's also got a great association with Nimalee. So, yeah, it's hard for jockeys when they've got two horses that they get on so well with. But uh, she pulled the right rein. Quantum mechanic was good under the circumstances, as I keep saying this morning. And uh, Crone may have just come to the end of it after a terrific, uh, you know, run of success. Uh, maybe just come to the end of it on dry tracks. So. Um, what else we want to say? Ice Bath continues to run good races even on dry tracks, um, but I think the winner can go forward to the Coolmore Legacy with a little bit of confidence, I'd say, wet or dry. She covers a lot of boxes. Crone was uh, found to be one out of five well, lame, and yeah. they said she just didn't quite stretch out on that uh, good track yesterday. So okay. she has won on a good three previously, but they just said she prefers with a bit of give in the ground. So um, I suppose they reassess and they see if they kick on to the Cornwall legacy because she is in good form, and when mm. mares are in good form, you can't sort of put them out after one good run. Oh no, she she didn't actually fail, but she didn't run to price expectations. Yeah. Uh, here's Matthew Smith and Rachel King. She had a stone bruise, a foot infection, and it took about oh, about a week and a half to come out. And uh, then you've got to try and get them back into the rhythm of their preparation. And she just, uh, you know, it's, when you get stopped mid-prep, it's hard sometimes to get them back into that rhythm. So, uh, you know, the team's just done a super job to get her back and get her here today. A long-term plan to get her in some of these better races over the carnival and a bit of a setback. So, you know, I think a uh, big effort by the team to get this mare back into form and ride today, six weeks between runs, I think it was a pretty big effort. So. Got to be very proud of the team at home. They've done very well. Oh, we'll go um, two weeks into the Coolmore. Yeah, we'll see what happens after that. She seems to be a little bit forgotten every now and then, and hopefully after today she won't be. But um, look, all credit to Matt and the team to have six weeks in between runs and step up in trip as well. It was a, a big effort. She'd probably just about had enough by the end, but she's very tough. Here's the Coolmore Legacy Stakes on April 17, day two of the championships. Probable is the favourite. You've got Odium, Crone. Now, Forbidden Love, the, the first choice is Doncaster on day one, and she's touch and go with it again. She, she, look, with, with the attrition, she may already have squeezed into the field. Uh, then you've got your fun start, Hungry Heart. They won't no. come back, or they haven't made a decision anyway, but she's there in the market. Yeah, no. She out the bar is... Going to the Doncaster. Doncaster, yeah. So that Doncaster field on Tuesday is going to be interesting. You know, those on the borderline there. No love for Nimalee in that market, which surprised me. Um, now, let's um, hear from Mark Newnham, the trainer of Graceful Glamour. Great run. She controlled the race in front as she does. Gave a good kick. Was you know, only beaten in the shadows of the post, but um, you know, she bounced back off an ordinary wet track run, which she's which he's done on many an occasion, and uh, she'll press on now to the Coolmore Legacy. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the two-year-olds in the opener of the day, the Swep of Essence, the old Bailieu, that's next here on Thoroughbred Weekly. To the uh, opener of the day, this is the Swep of Essence, and it was won by the Hawks train, Saif, ridden by Craig Williams. Another barrier one. Jeez, this nice horse, this. He, he's gelded. He's only had three starts. This is only his third start. He looks a really nice miler for the future, I'd say. I'm, I'm wondering whether they'd have a crack at a champagne stakes with, you know, and it, with the timing with this horse. So I uh, got all favours, but I, I like the way he goes about his work. Converge stuck on well. Um, he, he, he went down in a, well, I'd say a blaze of glory. What about this horse? Um, Gin Martini. Gin Martini. Missed the start three lengths. And missed, you know, there's a bit of Montefilia about her. That's how sort of, that's what she was like when she started off as a two-year-old. So she might make a stay looking at her pedigree, but... Do Miss we get her. as excited about coming up the rail here or not? I don't she know. Similar, I want to like her. Yeah, she ran similar on the Kensington track, but there was also a bias on that occasion as well. Mm. So it's hard to weigh up her form. But she's put two good runs together. She looks like she'll get over further. And uh, met a few of the owners on the way out yesterday, and they were pretty excited about the champagne. Mm. So she's quite aptly named after an mm. alcoholic beverage. <laughs> <benefit. laughs> Did you meet him too? I met him too. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice bunch of fellas. Mm. Um, now, trying to 
work around what may have been the hidden runs in the race. I, I thought Conrad... Um, pass mark? Yeah, he got more than a pass mark. He's very green and he didn't find the fence. He wasn't like he was when he won at Wyong, but he's better than that. And I think Mr Mozart was a very good run there. He, he got caught three or four wide, no cover. He made an early move and he's still stuck on. I, 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 the more I look at that race, the more I think he might have been one of the better runs of the race. Yeah, not sure how strong the form is no. out of it overall. I've got a question mark on it as well, but you can't deny there was a few good runs in behind. Let's hear from Michael Hawkes and Craig Williams. He's done everything right since obviously Wayne's pre-training for me in Melbourne and uh, look he had the gun run, uh, he was third the fence and Craig just had to wait for obviously till the gap came and he just presented well and he's still a baby, he's still learning what it's all about but uh, barriers definitely do give you a massive advantage especially in two-year-old racing. How much further will he get? Oh look he's just still a baby obviously we had this race in mind and it's all about how he pulls up to whether we continue on and We've always taken him race by race, but you can probably still see, like, he's still learning. He's just very raw. He's going to be a magnificent three-year-old. But you know what? He's doing it now, and we gilded him early, and he was going to be a big boy, but uh, he's definitely got the ability. But it's all about whether he handles himself from here on in. Credit to uh, Team Hawks, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and uh, obviously this fellow here who does the running for us, but even from his first run at Ballarat to his second run in the Group 2 race at Flemington. You'd see the mannerisms of this horse just keep getting better. They were very patient with him. They didn't make him something that is not quiet. And you can see the, uh, the rewards now from, uh, for the owners and the trainers now by uh, the way that this horse really devoured this field today. Now, Anna Mayo, favourite for the English size. Stay inside, of course, has gone to the paddock. You've got Halal, Tiger of Malay. Well, they've got a good replacement there for stay inside. Mm. Captivant, ingratiating. The filly, is uh, she still going there? Four moves ahead? Yep. Your horse, Animo, $2.80. Yeah, he's a bit short now, isn't he? Um, chase, chasing the, all the big odds, and now mm. all of a sudden he's $2.80. It'd be hard enough to beat. Yeah. Queen of Wizardry goes there. Mm. Ah, yes. <laughs> Who's riding? Jamie Carr. Well, girl power. That'll so, make the market. So Jamie Carr will be in Sydney on Saturday. She's yes. riding both days. I'm assuming she I'm will. I'm assuming she is. She's mm -hmm. right. Well, she's riding in the sires. I know mm -hmm. that. Okay. Let's uh, hear from uh, from Greg Pritchard yesterday. Firstly, Richard Friedman about Tiger of Malay. We've got John Sargent. Well, here we go. We're going to find out about the filly. Four moves ahead, and also Paul Snowden with Captivon. He's having a good prep. That horse, uh, and he's a very nice two-year-old. He won his trial well the other day. He performed very well here uh, at his, uh, you know, when he came here the other day and just got headed by Shakiro. Um, look, everything's pointing to him running a very competitive race. She'll go to the size. Um, Tim Clark booked. Uh, came through the run well. Uh, probably a month between runs and that ground. Uh, took its toll, but a very good run to finish fourth, obviously, the first filly home. But at this stage, we're looking at the size. If there's any problems, we'll leave it and go to the Percy Sykes. Done nothing but please us since the slipper. Um, probably a little bit unlucky, sort of check apart the last furlong and a half. Uh, and he probably could have run a hole, but um, hopefully he can make amends uh, next Saturday. On to uh, race number two. This was the Group 3 Neville Selwood Stakes over 2,000 metres. Straight to the front, shared ambition. Didn't give any other horse a look in. Yeah, great ride. He, he sees the opportunity, you know. Um, maybe he was a little bit sluggish in the stride and Tom, but maybe Tim just thought, oh, this lead's mine, but he, he got caught napping. There's no doubt about it. I, I was so surprised to oh. see shared ambition lead on Taunt. Me too. I couldn't believe he gave up the lead. Yeah, he handed up too soon. And and, and the, our evidence for that is, look at the fast, look at the, we're talking about 37.5 coming home for Hungry Hearts Race, 33.89 by far the fastest of the day. That tells the story of the race. That, you know, they, he might be better ridden on speed, this horse, I reckon. Uh, but that was an absolute gift. Um, beautiful, well-judged ride. On top was good. Master of Wine, well, if you backed him, disappointed. But um, he, he's not a sit-and-sprint horse, uh, that's for sure. But all honours with the winner. Um, good win, but got favours. Even better ride. Yeah, all right. Right to the day, I thought. To the break, here is Chris Waller and James McDonald. It's a tricky draw. I think James was first plan was to try and slot in third, fourth, but uh, didn't look like that was going to eventuate. So he rolled forward and actually did quite a bit of work early, but it was good to see him back off to speed mid stages and 
I think that gave him a really good sprint and he was very, very strong through the line. I guess a horse, when they're in front, they can do what they want. They're not being dictated to and when it's a stop-start affair or a big field, it's just like driving a car on the on the motorway. You can you get a bit frustrated after a while. <laughs> so um, he took that out of the equation and um, made it his own race. He bowled along really nicely. He got into a lovely comfort zone. Um, I wasn't going too slow, but wasn't going too quick. He just bowled along nicely, quickened up, railed like a greyhound, and dashed away. Uh, now on to the Star Kingdom. This was won by Signore Fox, another pick of the yard. This made it three in a row. A Ramorny Stakes winner who'd been trialling the house down. Well, the two trial horses, Quinella, this race. So both first up, Signore Fox. He, he ran right up to it. McDonald five from five on him now. And Wisdom of Water, who was terrific at, at first up for the new stable at this level, I must say. So if he can back that up, um, he'll be winning a few races, that's for sure. Um, but dare I say, Barrier 1 again. Um, Rohiran was honest, Barrier 2. Uh, I thought Peltzer was good. Back in distance. Um, I wonder if Daryl might just train him like a 1400 All age stakes? Yeah, yeah. Ramwick, his favourite track. He, know, he doesn't have to lead, he proved that there. They always have said that every time after the race they've spoken, even, even when he's won and he's been up on speed, They've always said he doesn't have to lead, no. but it's just been Circumstance. circumstances have had him doing that. So I thought it was great. I thought one of the runs of the day was him hitting yeah, the line nicely. Unfortunately, Coruscant, who's been a terrific horse, he bled for the second time, so he's, he's, barred. Uh, he's barred for life now, yeah. Uh, let's hear from uh, Paul Snowden and also James McDonald. He's got an amazing attitude, this horse. He's so quiet and uh, full credit to Joe um, you know, and the family. They, they've um, raced him in keen interest all the way along and you know, it's it's always um, a, a good good time for us to get a good win for them. He's had that wind up. Well, it, it's honestly, it's it's not uh, even worth sort of worrying about. It's just an extra little piece of skin there that comes off, and right. it's it's not as severe as like a tyre back or anything like that. So it's just one little simple procedure, uh, and it's the quickest one to get him back to racing, really. So it's um it's something that can, that can hinder their performance, but it's certainly uh, it's better done than, and dusted, and that's what we've done. We took advantage of that after last prep, and we got it done. Yeah, he's been very good to me. Uh, <laughs> seemed to get on him at the right time, and he, he's trialled superbly. The Snowdens have given him three really good trials, and um, he's executed brilliantly every time, and he's ready to come to here today and perform like he did. All right, well done to Senor Fox. Now, let's turn our attention to the TJ Smith. Uh, there were no real lead-ups there yesterday. Eduardo... $4.50 equal favourite with Nature Strip and then Bivouac and then the new group one winner Mars Crusader Hortbring on her Libertini Savatiano September run. Wow. Wow. That's good. Mm. That's real good. We'll learn plenty. Do you a few think, real big improvers there. Yeah, do you think after the TJ we'll be having any announcements of Oh yeah, yeah. Give him a slot. Give him a slot. Uh, I know now, you know, there's shuffling going yeah, around shuffling. at the Who's moment. Who's looking at the moment? Well, uh, all of them, everyone would be, but you know, there's some people like to act faster than others mm -hmm. to promote the to promote yep. their own situation. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. But there's not. It's hard to lock in now. And there's only one horse you could lock into. Who's that? Eduardo. I'm telling you, you advise people. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's only one. So he just leaves it hanging out there. There's only one horse you could lock in right now. Well, yeah. well I like. I feel. I, Ed Eduardo, we locked in last year, but that all went pear-shaped. Well, anyway, at least we weren't wrong. So with well, but he was the second pick because was, it was yeah. a Rothfire originally, wasn't it? Mm. And you were in the end left with Eduardo. Yeah. Well, no, there was other horses available at the time, mm. but I can't tell Ronnie who they were. Oh, <laughs> so we're not talking this morning. No. Um, all right, TJ, let's, let's get an update from the big guns. Uh, Joe Pride with Eduardo and Chris Waller on his three runners. Yeah, super. Really happy with him. I think he's probably caped better with that run than, than any of the previous runs for the, for the stable, actually, which is, which is a good sign because it's his stiff, stiffest test to date, I'd say, uh, for the preparation anyway, um, to be taking on those horses. And, you know, the TJ being such a, uh, a rich race, everybody basically has the horse ready to peak on the day. And, and that's the same with my bloke. I think he's ready to peak on the day. Um, he, look, he's a fantastic horse. He's in, he's in terrific order. I'm really looking forward to the battle. Nature Strips well. We gave him a trial last Monday. 
just to keep him ticking over and he runs well fresh and of course won the race last year so really happy with him. Hortby on hers last start some people were disappointed I think you thought it was better than it looked? Uh, well I had to take a positive out of it so yes I thought 1100 metres was the reason she sort of struggled to maintain that high cruising speed for so long and never got a chance to, to switch off so I think the run will help, help her improve and 1200 metres she'll be much better. And September run? She's ticking along well. She had no luck at Mooney Valley, um, but still charged the line. line. The sectional times were good, and she settled back into Rose Hill without any problems, and looking forward to Saturday. She'll keep, keep the older ones on us. All right, let's have a look at the Doncaster Prelude now. Yao Dash went to the front and just kept running. Beautiful. Uh, barrier one. Uh, he... He was up to 1,500 metres here. He was very heavily back considering circumstances, but I must say, um, he delivered. Um, he just raced away. One act affair, I would have thought. So I don't know if he could win a Doncaster mile. And he, he probably, he's a real dry tracker. Uh, that market reflects it. You know, he's 51 into 13 there, so he has some support. Mr Seawolf, what a terrific horse he is. Uh, with that weight coming down the middle, he was terrific. Uh, Teague is going to win one shortly. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's, surely there's a race for him. And I thought Dawn Passage was forgivable. Wide no cover, doing work. Rock wasn't fully tested there. He wasn't fully wound up either. There was more. Yeah, really? There's, there's Archimedes. A, what, do you, what do you say about Ar Archimedes? Uh, I thought, I I thought that he looked pretty wound up. So he can put in a... a some, you know, an, an odd performance here and there. He's a bit of a quirky type. He's but I thought that Rock is the horse that I'd be following out of that race. And that, you, knowing the, how the Hawk, Team Hawks manage their horses, there's a sense of timing with him as far as his fitness is concerned mm. and where he's going to be peaking. Uh, I think they would have loved to have won that to get into the... They he still might get in it, but I don't know. He, he's, he's, I don't know so where he's, he's down a bit. Whatever he's up, he's, he's going to be very, yeah. very good. Yeah. They, those horses in that race, they had to... Um, I think the, the, the top two, Sosie Bond and Mr Seawolf, are probably in, but the rest of them had to win. Yeah, yeah. They're that far down, unless there's a massive attrition rate. Let's yeah. uh, hear from uh, Adrian Bott and Craig Williams. Racing with a lot of confidence at the moment, and, and when he does that, we know he's uh, you know very capable horse on his day. So uh, he, he'll, he'll back up in the Doncaster now, provided he comes through it well. That was sort of always the plan, and he profiles as a, a, a as, as a lovely prospect for the race. So you're not worried at all about a seven-day backup into a race like that? Look, I'm not. I, I know it didn't work for him there on, on on the Gold Coast, but he's further into his preparation now. Um, and, and as I said, he's he's fit and well, and he's just so happy and enjoying his work at present. I I, I can't see why why he wouldn't be able to back up in uh, next week. We're all seeing how the track is playing and where most of the winners are sitting today and we all know his run style. And um, and Adrian was quite, uh, he was quite open with the instructions. You know he's a good on speed horse, he's dropped seven kilos. But if someone goes mad, then just, you know, utilise, uh, you know, use common sense. And But as it turned out, I just had to sit there and had to trust his ability, his stamina and he was very decisive today. He was good, very good the other day. He went up in grade today, dropped seven kilos, and, and he just really took a lot of running down. Another great lineup this year. Mugatu is the favourite. Um, Aegon will be there. I spoke to Andrew Forsman yesterday. Everything's okay with Aegon. He's, he's pressing forward to the Doncaster. Trial the other day. Went okay. Uh, here is a list of uh, some trainers. Firstly, Annabelle Nisham with Mawanga, Chris Waller with Fun Star. Richard Friedman with Forbidden Love, and uh, Paul Snowden with I Am Superman. I'm very excited. Obviously, it's a, it's a great race. Um, so he seems to have come through the run really well. Um, he did a bit of work this morning, and uh, just an easy piece of work, but he worked well. And um, look, provided we're happy with him next week, um, he'll line up there. The derby was an option. Was it a difficult decision to choose or not? Um, I obviously wanted to see how, you know, I didn't want to make any, any decisions till after uh, after the run, but he's so brilliant, you know, he's got such a brilliant turn of foot and um, you know, I think the way we saw, he, albeit he didn't win, I think the way he ran the mile at Randwick last time really suited and, you know, I think ultimately 2000's going to be his pet distance anywhere between, between the two, but I have no doubt he would have got a derby trip, um, but I think, I think by going to the Doncaster it leaves the door open to go to the Queen Elizabeth a week later as well. Um, that's a race I'd love to run him in, um, you know, if, again, if we're happy with the horse. Um, 
obviously it's a big task taking on the older horses, but I think certainly the track came up as a, a good, uh, as good um, a three or a four. Um, I think that's his best surface. I know Tommy said he didn't feel totally comfortable in the ground um, last Saturday. So, um, look, he, the good thing is he goes in it, um, but I think that we'll see the best on him of him on top of the ground. Probably a little bit lighter than other years, but um, yeah, Fun Star's our main one. Uh, she's well weighted and racing fairly well without a lot of luck, so hopefully she can fly the flag. Um, we'll have a look at what the field's likely to be and see if other horses like Wheelhouse might jump into calculations if they gain starts. Well, it's you know the lap of the gods now. It's out of our hands. I think she's probably sitting in the ballot around the low 20s at the moment, so we... We need a few more to drop out between now and then to get a run, but there's not a lot we can do about that. We'll just have to uh, wait and see what happens. We accept and uh, see where we lay up. We know he's not a, a soft track horse, so it all determines what happens um, sort of Monday, Tuesday with this rain coming. If we do get you know, the amount they're saying, he may not run, but um, just make, it, make a call on, on Sunday morning probably. Right, let's um, here. Let's go to the last race of the day. Star Spangled Rodeo. He's done this twice now. Last race of the day in front, and Great News tried her heart out. She certainly did. What a two horse war. The two favourites bounded out, knew where they had to be, and eyeballed each other the whole way, head and hammer and tong. How many last races does this Bjorn Baker win? Last race Bjorn. <laughs> last race Bjorn. <laughs> um, very, and Josh Farr as well. Great news. Well, she sets up beautifully now for the final, doesn't she? And Nudge, oh, poor Nudge. She's produced the the two most brilliant performances that are two runs back on in races that haven't suited. So she's flying without winning. I don't know where she goes to next. All right, let's go and hear from... Anything you add, Lee? Nope. No. Here's uh, Bjorn Baker and also Josh Parham. We're also going to hear from Kim War about great news. You know that, in fairness, I've needed to get a winner today because I'm taking the kids to the Easter show tomorrow. Oh. So those show bags, the cost and the price. <laughs> well, now you can double up. Sven's going to get two, three, four show bags now. Well, I normally limit it to one, but we might get two or three. Oh, They're here today, so. the kids. I think so. so. There they are. Really tough horse. Races on speed, which is uh, beneficial here today. Nice, nice fast track. Uh, the second horse had him beaten two to three times, I thought, down the stretch, but he kept sticking his head out. He was really tough. She drew barrier 10 today, and um, the pace was on early, and... She did have to do a little bit more work than I was hoping to cross to get outside the leader. And, uh, you know, that may have told just the last hundred. Uh, at the furlong, I thought she was going to get um, the winner. Um, but look, it's been three weeks into her second run and uh, doing that little bit of work early might have been a bit costly for her. Tampering hit the front at the 300 from Le Jolie Fee. Siesta Key, Safado. Daleb out wider with Live in the Fast Lane. 200 left to run. Le Jolie Fee hit the front. Live in the Fast Lane out deeper, about a length away. Daleb's coming late. And then Game of Thorns. Le Jolie Fee in front. All out. Live in the Fast Lane. Daleb can't get there. Le Jolie Fee's won it. Le Jolie Fee beat either Daleb or Live in the Fast Lane. Obviously, we drawn pretty awkward. Um... Instructions were just to sort of be positive and try and get to the outside leader or possibly in the 1-1, one, one, but it didn't quite pan out that way. I was sort of stuck stuck out on the three wide, just outside leaders, but just tried to keep her in a really nice rhythm. We were going just a nice, genuine tempo, so she just travelled along really nicely. I actually probably just gave her a squeeze at the 600 and she towed me up to them into the straight. I thought I probably got there a little bit too soon, but gee, she's tough. I couldn't believe it. I just kept waiting for him to come and swamp me, but she just kept giving and giving and... As I said, it's just a credit to, um, to the Perrys and to the staff, and they've done a great job with her. She's a tricky filly, um, but, you know, if you just leave her alone, she'll just give you everything. Yeah, really nice effort. Um, he's a much better horse over 1,400 metres, and with the blinkers back on today, he's really focused there, and as Mitchell explained after the race, he was really happy with the effort. He, he really stuck it in there for the fight, and uh, it was good to the line. He'd done everything right today. He was able to pop out good, well, through deep with cover. Uh, he travelled well throughout. He showed me enough today to suggest that you know, he can go to the final and be competitive. Um, look, he's a horse that 
we'll only put him from time to time. But I think Chris has got the right gear on him now, and he should be able to should be able to prove that. Yeah, she was tenacious. Um, I know personally, just the improvement in the mare going into today was pretty big. Yep. Um, I, when she sort of loomed at the furlong, I knew that she had to get tired, and you know that was probably just the difference. But look, very proud of her. It's good to have a runner in the final again. And um, look, we go into the final with 54 kilos on our back, so yeah. I think we're a genuine chance personally. I had no luck at all from the barrier. Um, got caught four wide. Didn't even have any cover. Pushed wider on the turn. Look, she still had the had the hide the run to him at the 200. Just peaked on the run at the 200. Um, still brave enough to hang on for third. So yeah, draws a decent barrier. Gets a half decent run. She's right in the finish. That's it. Provincial championship qualifiers, country championship qualifiers. They've all done. Uh, great news. 320 into 320 after yesterday. Pandano. Very impressive when he won. Paul Perry's had a great uh, qualifier yeah. uh, series. And they were, too, they were good at Warwick Farm, Chris Lees. Yeah, Crystal Breeze mm. and Anna Mate, they both hit the line strongly. All right, that's day two. Day one is the Country Championships qualifier. And um, Art Cadeau has been favourite from virtually when they put the markets up. I think he was fifth. This market, all in prior to a heat being run, Art Cadeau was $15, but favourite. And uh, we just wait to see if they're all coming through because it's been a long time since we've seen Art yeah. and Tara Jasmine and some of these. Big break between runs. Oh, long break, yeah. I can't see him losing favouritism, Art Cadeau. No, no. And you'll get stuck into that. Uh, now, that, that field doesn't come out on Tuesday with the other championships races. It'll come out on Wednesday. So we've got to... It should. It's a, it should, yeah. I think they all should come out Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. But we've got a, it's a, a staggered start with the fields. You get half on Tuesday yeah. and half on Wednesday. We'll get the entree. We'll so you'll that. start. Oh, I love the early acceptances for big mm. meetings. Yeah. Mm. That's it. We run out of time. We yeah. have. Yeah. Quiet week now. Busy week. Busy week. Uh, Sales start. We've got seven jobs this week. Seven jobs. I might be able to do some of our other jobs. The I might do the influencing job for the <laughs> week. The, I, I, the I, 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 you want to be an influencer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's your big goal yeah. in life now, is it? Yeah. Good money. Is there? I need yeah. Click, I, click. Another couple hundred. <laughs> 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 it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> click, click, another oh, hundred jumps well, in. They, they get all these clicks and they earn money. I don't know all how right. it works. but if we I, had... It sounds good to anyway. I like it. I like all it. Right. We've got the English sales member. Yep. Tuesday, Tuesday. Wednesday. Starts at 10am. Click, click. Yeah. And we've also got, remember, the cocktail party as well. Oh, of course. Cocktail party. Park. You know they're and telling me I've got to go. Oh, do they? Yeah, well, they're, just panicking. <laughs> they're panicking. They're okay. panicking. Let's just sit here for another 30 seconds and see what they do. <laughs> uh, yeah, you will. You're panicking now? Yeah. You're panicking. Oh, there's the news. That's it. See you later.